Welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast with me, Jennifer Beltoff. I am so grateful that you are here joining me for another episode. Not only do I want to welcome you to this podcast, but I also want to welcome you to 2021. We made it. We are here. And I know it was an incredible journey to get here. But here we are with a blank canvas in front of us. And we have this opportunity to begin again. How are you going to fill your canvas this year? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What is it going to become? It's there in front of you and you're the one who gets to decide. 2020 was absolutely a total wild ride, but it also really gifted us this opportunity to show up imperfectly because all of us were just figuring it out along the way. Nobody knew how to do school virtually. We never did that before, especially for kindergartners and first graders. I mean, that was a whole new world. But through stumbles and falls and, my gosh, probably so much stress and aggravation, it was figured out. And kids were learning. My office never expected everyone to be working at home and the doors of the building to be totally shuttered closed. But in the middle of March, we took our laptops home and we navigated this crazy new way of working. And I remember in the beginning, it was just so surreal to be in video meetings all the time and to be connecting in these different ways. But it worked and ended up, we really thrived as a company. And it was this wild, amazing time of experimenting. People were showing up and doing things that they've never done before and they got really creative and that was super cool to see comedians were hosting drive-in movie theater tours where you watch them from your car whoever thought that would be a thing right dustin and i went to see bert kreischer and we sat in our car in the back of his pickup truck in this parking lot filled with other cars and listened to him And it was so much fun and such a thrill because that was really the very first thing that we did outside of our home. But I mean, if you said to a comedian last year, actually, I mean, 2019, that you would be doing drive-in movie theater tours, they would have just laughed and been like, huh, yeah, right. That's the stupidest idea ever. But no, it worked and it was fun. There were also musicians who took to Instagram and Facebook and they played mini concerts from their living room. Like, did you ever think you'd be able to sit in Dave Matthews studio and watch him play live? No, but they were doing it and Coldplay was out there and so many other people just inviting you into their spaces and creating these really cool, fun things that they may never have done otherwise. Writers were showing up on Instagram Live to promote their books and really answering questions from the people. And you were able to reach so many more people because you didn't have to travel somewhere. 
You could sit in the comfort of your living room and experience all these amazing things. So many cool things happened. So many amazing things were done. And it may have seemed unconventional before, but it became the norm. It became normal to play games and have dinner with friends on Zoom. Who ever, ever thought that would be a thing, right? Within the darkness, so much goodness bloomed. And that's incredible. And none of it was perfect or put together or polished. It was just real and authentic. And mistakes were made along the way, and it was totally fine. People, I feel, really were okay with things not being perfect. And that opened the door to possibility and to creativity. I, a thousand percent, in 2020, flew by the seat of my pants and totally leapt into like this unknown world of teaching on Zoom. And I don't think I ever would have done that otherwise. No, I don't think so. And when I began doing it, oh, gosh, it was scary. The very first one I did was great because it wasn't just me. I hosted a moon circle with three other women, and it made it so much easier to be doing it together because I only had one tiny, small part. And then the other part, I was just kind of hosting the Zoom. But that first class that I taught on my own, ooh, let me tell you, I sat my laptop up in front of my altar, right on the floor. I logged onto Zoom probably 15 minutes before class started, and my heart was pumping. My palms were sweating. I, I was terrified. I had my notebook in front of me where I had literally written down every single thing I wanted to say because I was just so scared. I even wrote down, hello, my name is Jennifer. Like I would possibly forget to even say that. I was Googling all over to find icebreaker questions, even though I hate icebreakers and find them to be so awkward. One of the icebreaker questions I asked in one of the classes, oh my goodness, totally flopped. I had asked people what their favorite emoji is. And even now, just saying that out loud, I just sort of cringe because it's what a terrible question. I found a Googling and I should have just kept on going because it's awful. Now I just ask people, what's one thing that made them happy? Because that's the best icebreaker question ever. Nobody needs to really think too hard. And it's something that you can learn a little bit about the people you're with. But your favorite emoji, really, what was I thinking? I know what I was thinking. I had no idea what I was doing. And I was just trying to figure it out along the way. When the clock struck 8.30 on that first class, all I wanted to do was shut my laptop walk away and pretend it was all a dream. Seeing all those names sitting in the waiting room was so scary to me. I, oh my gosh, I just remember my heart pounding. 
But instead of shutting my laptop like I really totally wanted to do, I pressed the little button to invite everyone into the room and slowly started seeing the faces popping up on the screen. It was really, really cool to be sitting now face to face with some people that I have only known as a name or seen as an image. But now they're like real people in front of me. And I totally fumbled through the whole thing. I rushed through what I was doing. I said the wrong things. I skipped things I wanted to say. I was probably all over the place. But I did it. And when class ended, I was this total mix of being really proud of myself, but then also mortified. All I thought was that was probably the worst experience anybody ever had. And no one is going to come back and want to do this again. Have you ever felt that where you're feeling these two totally opposite emotions? How is it even possible for us to do that, right? But we do. And I just, I was elated. I was like, man, I did it. And then, oh, oh, I did it. And it was bad. But ever since that Monday in the end of March, I haven't looked back. And that community circle class, which was my first Monday night class, morphed into a weekly write together in our journaling class. And I am so grateful that 2020 a mist, like all this darkness and craziness and total topsy-turvy upside-down world that we were living in. I'm grateful that really what it said was, hey, you don't have to be perfect. You can show up in your PJs. Your hair can be a wreck. You can just show up and make mistakes. And it's okay. We are here for it all. And I did exactly that. I showed up with my hair a mess. I made mistakes, but I kept showing up. And I don't, I don't know if there's going to be another time like this that I will see in my lifetime. Do you feel that too? Do you feel like this was this weird anomaly and you'll never experience anything like this again? But did you also witness some of that magic? that really came out of having to find new ways to do things. And think about it for a minute, because you might be like, oh God, 2020, want to forget every single moment of it. But can you take a second and really just unearth just a little bit of magic that happened? For me, one of that was even just being able to hang out with Dustin and watch weekly, Wednesday night, Dave Matthew concerts that they replayed from old shows. Like we never would have had the time to do that. We never would have even known to do that. But because we really had nowhere to go, nothing to do, that became a thing and we loved it. What became a thing for you? What little piece of magic did you unearth and did you find? And I can already feel the shift because... We're into it a bit, right? We've been doing this now for nine months. Crazy to think about, I know. But we have been in it. So it's no longer new. We're no longer, I mean, we're still like figuring it out, but we're not figuring it out like we were in the beginning. 
And back in March, I was writing down and documenting everything that was happening because it was this wild ride and I wanted to not forget. I remember even just writing down, oh, today the Apple store closed. School is closed. Now it's Best Buy. Oh, Barnes and Noble closed. And just seeing like these big things closing their doors one by one. And it was surreal because you never thought you would see that. Oh, the entire mall shut closed. And I wanted to not forget what it felt like as the world around me was really just grinding to a halt, right? Like that's what was happening. Because I didn't think I'd ever experience that again. And there are few, very few moments like that in my life where I really tried to stop and slow down and appreciate what was going on and savoring that, that firstness of it, right? Because this is the first time I ever was told, oh, work is closing, you need to work from home. Oh, you can't go out anywhere because every single store is closed. You know, it was a total first. And one of those moments was when I moved into my very first apartment. All I had was my clothes, right? Like, what else do you have when you leave your parents' house? I didn't have a bed, a couch, pots or pans or even towels. Nothing that I used every single day in my parents' house. I had none of that. And I remember intentionally stopping and saying to myself, remember this. Because no matter where I go from here, I'm always going to have stuff. It's never going to be like what it is right now where I'm showing up with nothing. I ate dinner sitting on the floor in my kitchen on top of a box. And I loved it. I loved that moment. Even now, like thinking back to that moment, it makes me smile. Because it was so simple, so real. And so just life in that moment. And 2020 really pushed me to see what really matters. And it isn't the stuff, right? It's not. Like no matter how much stuff we acquire, that doesn't really make us happy. But it's the people, it's our experiences, it's the things that we get to do together. And I have totally loved that this past year has been absolutely experiential. Where I've been able to push myself in ways I never thought I would. Try new things, even if they kind of failed. And figured out what I could do. Like that has been really cool. And I've loved watching other people come up with really creative ideas for things to do. Even just seeing restaurants who only had indoor dining now find little places outside where you could sit. Because in the Northeast, it was so rare to find outdoor dining here. Like rare. And now almost everyone was having it. And it's like, why can't we continue this? Like this is super cool. And why can't we continue to totally think outside the box and come up with ways to do things that we never would have done before? For me, hands down, that was the coolest part of 2020. And 
now that we're in this new year, I was really trying to think, well, what, what do I want this year to feel like for me? What do I want to do? Because I've loved this experimental, experiential piece of everything. But I'm craving to push myself in a different way. And a while back, I had this opportunity to chat with author Julie Van Amarongian. And I apologize because I guarantee you I am not pronouncing her last name correctly. But Julie is the author of the book called Every Single Day. And if you sign up to receive my newsletter, there is a link in there where you have the opportunity to sit with me one-on-one for a coffee chat. And I love offering this because it just gives the opportunity for me to meet you. Because when I'm typing my newsletter, I want to picture you. I want to know who you are and what excites you and what drives you. And Julie took the chance and she signed up for one of my coffee chats. And during that chat, we learned that we have so much in common, including our love for running and snail mail. And I have a whole other story to tell you about Julie that is super cool about a project that she does that's called Send a Love Note. But that's going to be an entirely different podcast. Today, what I want to talk about is running. And after I chatted with Julie, I immediately ordered her book. And the total title of the book is called Unstoppable Wisdom from a year of running every single day. And when it arrived, I tossed it on my nightstand with every intention of reading it. But then life just, I don't know, just got in the way, right? Like I was running from thing to thing. I didn't have time to sit down and read anything. But this last December, I picked it up. And I tell you, things happen when they are meant to happen. Because I read her book in the exact moment that I needed it. Julie documents her journey of running at least just one mile every single day for 365 days in a row. And what I loved about her book is that she just told you honestly, like what it felt that day to push yourself out the door, to show up and to just Go through that grind of doing it every single day. And how it wasn't even the running that was the hard part, but it was pushing yourself out the door. I want to share with you some words from her book, and this is on day 111. I'm annoying myself this morning with so many reasons why I don't feel like running. I'm too busy, too tired, too sore. I just got my period, blah, blah, blah. I love how so many runners on the U.S. Running Streak Facebook page use the phrase, thank God I got to run today. And so I turn my attitude around by deciding to turn the run into a thankfulness run. Tip, when you're just not feeling it, get out there anyway and use the run as an opportunity to express your gratitude for running, for anything. Just get out of your head and onto your feet. Be thankful you got to run today. There are so many reasons to be grateful to just get out the door. And I am reminding myself of them as my feet hit the pavement. As I walk home on the cold down, cool down run, I feel like my entire day has turned around. 
Thank God I got to run today. I resonate so deeply with these words because when I was training for the marathon, the hardest part wasn't the running. Yeah, I mean, it was hard. But the hardest part was simply getting out the door. I remember sitting on my couch, fully clothed in my running gear, music ready to go, shoes on, laces tied, sitting in silence for five minutes, 10 minutes, a half hour, sometimes even an hour, not moving, just trying to muster up the motivation to get out the door. But the thing is, once I got out the door, I was always so glad I did. And when I returned home, oh, so grateful that I got in that run. But it was the getting out the door that was the hardest, hardest part. And on days when I was running and it was the biggest, biggest struggle, I would picture friends and family cheering me on. And I told myself it didn't matter how fast or how slow I was going. All that mattered was I had to put one foot in front of the other over and over and over again. And in her book, Julie talks about that, how the biggest thing that we need to overcome is our mind, right? Because our bodies can do it, but our mind is always telling us that it can't. And it's so true because our mind is so powerful that it overtakes our ambition to do it, right? And if only we can get rid of that voice that is saying, no, you can't, and start saying, yes, yes, I can, we can plow through anything. So 2020 had this crazy freedom of taking risks. But now, after picking up Julie's book, I'm really, really reminded that I want to challenge myself to stick with something and see how I can grow in this crazy way that I never thought possible. And that happened when I was training for the marathon because I had to show up. I had to follow that schedule. Otherwise, I never would have made it across the finish line on race day. And I knew that. And that was my motivation to really stick to the plan. And so I want to do that now. I really want to stick to a plan. On page 13 of Julie's book, she says, as I ran day after day, Something began to click, something that did not end at the completion of the 30-day challenge. It continues on to this day. What follows next is a chronicle of what it was like for me to get my ass out the door every single day for a year. It's not sexy or truthfully even that captivating at times. It can't all be exciting if you do it every single day. What is exciting is the cumulative experience. This is simply just what happened when I put one foot out the door and one foot in front of the other every day. And so Julie's book has really just like kickstarted this excitement and drive in me to want to do something every single day. And I have been looking to bring movement back into my life more. I move, but gosh, not as much as I want to, right? Like we never move as much as we want to. And I love running. Running clears my head. It makes me feel awake and alive. 
it gives me new ideas when I'm running. I think of things I want to write about, things I want to do. It just, it's like a breath of fresh air for me. And when I do it, I feel so accomplished. Even if it's like the smallest of runs, I'm like, oh, I did that. And so I really think for this next year, I want to show up and challenge myself with these 30-day challenges where for 30 days, I commit to doing one thing every single day. And for January, it's going to be what Julie did, run at least one mile. And it's crazy for me to be starting this in January because here in the Northeast, it's cold, which I hate running in the cold. It's dark. It's a bit miserable out. But really, I want to get outside more. So this is not only going to push me to get outside more, but also to keep moving my body, to keep showing up no matter what. If it's snowing, if it's raining, if I just don't feel like it, I'm going to have to get out there and do what happened. And I'm excited to kind of see what will unfold if I keep showing up consistently. What's going to happen? What about you? Are you up for this crazy wild challenge of sticking to something for 30 days? And what I love about the mile is it, it's not going to take me any more than 10 minutes, right? And there have been days when I've woken up and sat scrolling on social media for 10, 30, 40, an hour, totally wasting that time. Now, rather than doing that, I'm going to have to get myself out the door without looking at my phone and actually spend those 10 minutes productively, not just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So that's a bit exciting for me. Man, it's going to be a challenge. That's for sure. But it's really, I know, going to be a good sort of challenge that's going to push me in ways that I'm not expecting. So that's what I'm going to do this month. One mile every day for the entire month. What about you? Are you willing to try it? Are you willing to take the chance and push yourself? And don't make it anything too big that you're not going to do it. Something small that you would enjoy that's attainable. Maybe you're looking to just be creative more. So maybe you'll say every day for at least five minutes, I'm going to create something. Maybe writing. Okay, I'm going to write for five minutes every day. And it doesn't mean that you have to stop at those five minutes. What Julie talked a lot about in her book was how in the beginning, she was only doing that mile because she said all she had to do was a mile. But then she's like, oh, I can do more. I want to do more. Don't limit yourself to just whatever that time constraint or mileage constraint is. But that's your minimum, right? You minimally must do that. After that, oh, keep going for an hour if you want, right? But show up. Show up and do it for whatever that small amount of time is. So what is going to be? What's something you've been wanting to integrate more of into your life? What's something that would fuel you with joy? If you did it every day, meditation, cooking, it can seriously be anything. So I challenge you to take on this 30-day challenge 
of showing up. For January is going to be running for me. Maybe it'll be different in February, or maybe I'll try to want to continue the streak. I'll see how I feel when it comes to the end of the month. But for now, it's this, and it feels good. And I'm telling you, we're what, three days in? And it's hard, really hard. But you never do anything and get anywhere unless it's hard, right? Like it's always going to be a challenge. So show up and take on the challenge. And I invite you to, number one, choose what you want to do. Then write it down. You knew I was going to say that, right? Of course. Get it down onto a piece of paper. Make a commitment to yourself and put it down in ink. For this month, I am going to fill in the blank after that. That's your writing prompt for this week. Fill that in. And then come on over to the Soul Circle community and share what you're going to do with everyone. Because when we take on challenges like this, it is so hard to do them alone. But when we're in it together, even if we're not doing the same exact thing, it becomes so much easier to hold ourselves accountable, to be inspired to show up because you see others showing up. So come over to the community, share what you're doing. Allow us and others to cheer you on and cheer on others. That's where the motivation comes in. This collective, we're in this together no matter what this looks like. Are you in? Join me. The link is below to the Soul Circle community and also to Julie's book, which I highly recommend to check out if you're going to jump on this challenge of doing something, even if you're not interested in running. Just seeing the way she was showing up day after day after day with days not wanting to show up at all, but still. And the struggles that come, even though she was running, are a lot of the same struggles that come just from showing up day after day after day. Right? So check out her book. Join us over in the Soul Circle community. Say hello. Share what you're going to do. And then join me next week for an all new episode of the podcast. I am grateful, grateful, grateful you are here. Connect with me over on social media, on my website. You can find me there, all links below. And I look forward to being back here with you next Sunday, wishing you the most wonderful week ahead. My name is Jennifer Beltoff. I'm grateful for you and I cannot wait to be here with you again. Have a great day. 